0: I was performing. So I I was sharing this personal kind of story about some struggle that had inspired me to write a song called Lemonade about making good things out of hard things in our lives. And this particular show was like populated with an audience entirely of Christians pretty much that had just come from some big conference and they'd all been hanging out together and praying together for like three days. So after my show where I shared about struggling emotionally basically they asked could they pray for me well i thought this was going to be like a two-minute endeavor usually when someone asks can we pray for you it's like a quick prayer but they went into full ministry mode and prayed for me and surrounded me in a circle (laughs) for like (laughs) at least an hour and prophesied over me several of them because the holy spirit was telling them to prompted me or it was prompting them to tell me to repent of fear of man, okay? So, in kind, loving words and ways, they encouraged me to repent, and I think repentance is super key and when you're dealing with any sort of ongoing struggle in your life. Um, just making sure, at least, that you don't have anything that you could repent of, which just means turn in a different direction and follow God's way on, you know, more closely. So. In this prophetic prayer session after my show, one of the individuals that was praying for me read Psalm 131 to me. Now, it's really short, so I'm going to read it to you. Psalm 131 is about trust and contentment, and it says, Lord, my heart is not proud, my eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or too awesome for me to grasp. Instead, I have calmed and quieted myself like a weaned child who no longer cries for its mother's milk. Yes, like a weaned child is my soul within me. Oh, Israel, put your hope in the Lord now and always. So there's a sense of rest, a sense of trust, a sense of contentment when you're not needy anymore. You've come to a place of quietness in God. And this was spoken over me. I think this was like 2000 and. Eight. And since then, I've come a long way in my journey of repenting of fear of man, and I don't really have it as much anymore. I don't operate in fear of man. I really don't care what people think of me anymore, and I feel like a completely different person. And of course, I'm 37, so this is like a sort of common experience, right? To be dealing with something, eventually get more of a grasp on it and walk through it and get the tools you need for healing, right? And God has been a big part of that in my story. So I feel very much more free. And yet I know that it still creeps up. I still have to reorient myself to revere God and not humankind's opinion of me and not be striving for uh, accomplishments or attention and constantly stay in that place of autonomy in God, like a weaned child, not being um, needy for others to sustain me, but being mature and able to calm myself down in God and r- rely on his presence alone. But what I haven't noticed before today, this revelation that I feel like I got this morning, is that it's related to pride. So pride is another thing the Bible talks about a lot, right? Pride comes before I fall. Pride separates us from God. Pride is the opposite of humbly worshiping Jesus, which is the thing we were created to do. So it's a big problem, and a lot of people have it. And a lot of people in North America, in this day and age, we've got a lot of pride that we have to die to, right, in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So the first line in Psalm 131 is, Lord, my heart is not proud. My eyes are not haughty. I don't concern myself with matters too great or awesome for me to grasp. It's like I have admitted that I'm a simple person that doesn't understand everything. And I've come before the Lord in true humility, which is so related to worship and adoration. And that's how I'm content. That's how I'm able to trust. That's how I'm able to enter his rest is because I'm not puffed up with the pride of worrying about me or thinking I'm so great, or I can figure this out myself, or that I deserve recognition at all, but that I'm surrendered and humbled and content in trusting god these are all really hard things for me but i know how they feel now and i want them i want them to be the theme of my life so in the life application study bible which is where i read this this morning it says pride happens when you overvalue yourself above others pride leads to restlessness because it makes you dissatisfied with what you have and concerned about what everyone else is doing Pride will hunger for more attention. Humility puts others first and allows contentment with God's leading in your life. Contentment then gives you security so you can stop trying to prove yourself to others. So that's the opposite of fear, man. The opposite of pride, right? So it just says simply, let humility and trust affect your perspective and give you the strength and freedom you need to serve God and others. So then I wrote in capital letters how... This is absolutely what I want, this is absolutely what I've been longing for and asking God for, to live a life where I'm truly humble and free from pride and free from the worry about other people's opinions of me so I can serve Him wholeheartedly and so I can be a light in the church and in the world. I really feel like a big part of my calling in my specific instance is to serve the church in a way that is gonna require a lot of purity of heart and um, humility. And being willing and able to like prophesy or like be a prophet. Sometimes the prophets offend, but our job is to only open our mouths when God is telling us it's okay to, when we're released to, and to only say the things that he has put on our mouth. And that's really hard for a lot of prophets. And most of the stuff he reveals to us is just for us to see, to know, and to pray over. And when he does release you to speak, it's got to come from a place of humility and love. If that's my role in the big C church, I need to get this pride thing right. You know, I need to kill it completely and I need to live free from fear of man. And so to see that those two things are related is really intriguing me. I think God's helping me understand how to get to where I need to be. So I wrote how and then this little list came to me. Ways to cultivate humility. One, serve and support others, right? Be giving of our time, be giving of our resources, be willing to pour out to others and to serve their dreams and goals and visions instead of always your own you know and self-promotion like be generous with your resources and live a life that puts others before yourself right so serve and support number two fast and pray i think fasting things can be a really good way to humble ourselves and to practice crucifying the flesh if you've heard that phrase dying to ourselves right um, putting god's kingdom before our own little kingdom that we sometimes try to build. And fasting is giving up something to lean into God. So I felt convicted that I need to do that way more than I do and not out of like a should or an obligation but out of an invitation that is really powerful tool to draw near to God, which is what I've been asking. So fast and pray. Number 3, worship. I think when we truly worship God, we are crucifying pride we're like totally killing our pride because we're acknowledging all the things that god is though we're not and we're admiring and adoring this other superior being instead of hoping that people will admire and adore us right so worshiping god really is a solution to the struggle with pride i think it's a big key number four repent of any and all sin right and get accountability and help and healing anywhere you need to, to ensure a victory. So if you're having like a recurring sin, don't be prideful, don't be secretive, just go get the help you need, because it's worth it to get to a place of victory, so you can serve God more wholeheartedly. And then I turned to my New Testament reading, and I saw this description of the early church, which reiterated this goal, right, of having this pure, worshipful, humble heart, and cultivating that in... church community that God places me in, right? So it's Acts 9 and it simply says they were permeated with a deep sense of reverence for God. That's the opposite of pride. That's the opposite of fear of man. A deep sense of reverence for God. And the Holy Spirit was with them, strengthening them. That's also necessary. They prospered wonderfully. So I really felt like God answered some of my questions today of how do I get to where I think you're calling me to go next. And I think a lot of it's gonna be Um, denying myself and like laying down my pride and worshiping humbly and fasting and praying and drawing near to God and repenting of anything that I need to repent of and getting to a place of maturity where I'm really entering His rest, where I really don't need anything else and I feel glimpses of that. I get excited about that. I have moments like that but I want more. I want my life to be fully surrendered to God and I want any soul wounds to be totally healed so I can keep living free of these things that used to consume me and anything else he wants me to free get free from in this next season I'm on this journey and I'm excited because I've learned to trust that God's good I don't know what do you guys think uh have you heard that description of fear of man have you heard that description of pride do you think the two are related and as always I'm open to suggestions on what you would want to hear devotions on in the future okay bye